podcast is brought to you by the Administrative Committee of the Presbyterian Church in America, promoting the unity, purity, and progress of the Church. Learn more about the Administrative Committee and support its work at pcaac.org. This is Gifts and Graces. Each episode, we bring you a seminar, sermon, or discussion from church leaders across the country and around the world designed to promote the unity, purity, and progress of the church. All Christians have communion in each other's gifts and graces, says the Westminster Confession. So on this podcast, we help you and your church benefit from the gifts and graces of other parts of Christ's body. On this episode of Gifts and Graces, we get to hear from Pastor Al Guerra on how to reach Hispanics in your community. Al Guerra is a Cuban-American church planter who has served the Chicago area for over 35 years. This was originally recorded as a seminar delivered at the 2014 General Assembly. Let's listen as Al teaches about present practical steps for leading the American church to attract, equip, and activate Hispanics for ministry. My name is Al Guerra. I, uh, believe it or not, I basically, I'm a, I'm a pastor, PCA, I'm a church planter. Uh, here in Houston in 1995, 96, uh, David Moran, who was right with us, uh, he's, a, he's a PCA pastor. Uh, he was in the Hispanic um, uh, workshop that we had before, he was, he was planting a church here in Magnolia, it's an area, very Hispanic-like, and he uh, came to the Southern Baptist office uh, of the, kind of, it's a center, it's like the UBA, if you will, the Presbytery of, the UB, the, the, of this whole area, and I was one of the church consultants there, I was a Southern Baptist, I, and my, my role was to... Um, was to uh, map the city of Houston and and seek uh, areas that did, did not have uh, churches, and we we planted churches. We planted churches like every month. I planted seven churches. I planted five Hispanic churches uh, and and two African American churches. And then from here I went to Chicago, where I'm at. But it, but when David Moran, a PCA guy, came to to ask us how we did it, you know, I I was meeting with him and at the end I asked him, uh, you know, I was giving him some information on how we funded church planters and so I asked him at the end of the co- of the conversation I asked him, do you know the Westminster Confession? And he um, and he said he laughed, you know, and he said of course. And, and, I, and, and actually he told me that, you know, his church, the PCA, they do, that's the... But in my, my understanding in 1995 was the Westminster Confession of Faith was a, a really good book that you just do your devotions on. So from, from that time on, in 19, my connections with... Uh, sorry, sir. Uh, my connections with, um, the P, with the PCA, and uh, eventually I came on board uh, with you, and with your PCA, and... So I've been, my trajectory has been um, uh, kind of a while uh, planting churches in Houston is the area where I did most of my work so from 1986 to 1998. 
till I went, uh, I went to Chicago, and I was working then at that time in Chica uh, Wheaton Bible Church, and then came out of Wheaton Bible Church uh, with the PCA. Now I'm ordained, my teaching elder, and um, I'm planting a church, a Hispanic church in, in Wheaton, downtown Wheaton, basically. So that's kind of a uh, uh, trajectory of what I've been. And, um, and I want us to talk about this, this afternoon and four things that I, I want to make sure that we, it's, it's kind of we're structuring this, our talk with these four points. Um, and hopefully out of these, some, some ideas come, uh, come to you. But uh, we want to talk about the, the, the Hispanic phenomena. If we're, and that's kind of just, we'll just spend a second on that. We want to face the Hispanic challenge, and we want to structure. How do we structure Hispanic ministry? So I am assuming that if you're here, you want to, um, and, I, and, and I come prepared to speak to, if you will, ang an Anglo church that is seeking to reach Hispanics. That's, that's my talk, my, the basis of my talk. If you're Hispanic, you're already reaching Hispanic, you want to train your leaders, then that's kind of a little different, but... Um, this is, uh, this is more in, in your ballpark, I, I would think. Um, and, then, and then the last thing we want to celebrate, how, how do we come together? If we start, start a, a ministry, how do, we, how do we come together and celebrate together? And it says here, celebrate the church triumphant. Um, my, 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 my language wants to reflect uh, poorly, wants to reflect that we want to celebrate what the church looks like already in heaven. And so we, the church triumphant is up in heaven, the, ch the church militant here. So we're always fighting down here, but one day it's going to be triumphant and, and we want to celebrate. How do we bring churches that are, that we, know, we don't have any, everything together? How do we bring people that don't have everything together to celebrate joyfully? So we, may, maybe we'll have some ideas for that in case you have a group in, in your in your church, okay. Uh, let's uh, let me let me just you know just share with you about the population. You know you know it's a lot of Hispanics. That's no, no matter what the number what the number is, it's a lot of them. And and now we hear more coming in and children coming in with, with just the, the wives. Um, by 2010, this was this was uh, this outdated. I stopped, you know, taking. Numbers because by the, by this year, uh, 50 million Hispanics will be uh, in the United States, but 56 million would be born in the United States, uh, which is a, an interesting stat. Um, many years ago, um, the Hispanics are are very different. When when we talk about reaching Hispanics, uh, we have to ask what area of the of your of the United States you're at, you know who who are the people who are there, um, uh, uh, Colombians like our brothers here, you know Cubans, Puerto Ricans, Mexicans, um, Venezuelans or uh, uh, Central America, you know all, all those are all all uh, all those of us are are different groups. We all speak Spanish. We we all have the same needs. Uh, but um, but we are different people in in some things. Uh, you just need to know that there are some some issues with the Latino community. Um, you know they have issues with their 
papers. Uh, they have issues with their housing. They have issues with education. They have issues with law enforcement. And depending where you're from, what part of the, of the country you're at, or what county, you know, you could, you could have a, a really strict uh, law enforcement. Um, and, and, and Hispanics will be very afraid to come to your church. Let me give you, let me give you a, an illustration of that. And it's important to know that when you're trying to reach and structure a... a um, so when you want to structure your ministry, you still need to know who the Hispanics are uh, so that you don't, just don't, don't, throw, don't, don't, don't shoot your gun somewhere where there's nobody. But um, in law enforcement, in our church over there in Wheaton Bible, an example, um, it's a huge church uh, at that time, and we had uh, uh, policemen directing the traffic. So we, we have an English church and we have a Hispanic church together. And the Hispanic church is about 600, 800 people. I was a pastor there, and the American church is 4,000 people. And, it's, you know, it's a mega church. Um, and so you got all this traffic. And you, they, in order to do it right, my, my Anglo brothers, and you have to have policemen there too. And the city demands that. But then I get phone calls in my, my office. Say, uh, Hispanic people say, actually leaving messages saying, do you have policemen there? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm not answering this. It's just the, 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 uh, the answering machine. And because we are afraid, you know, that they will stop us for something. So, that's, uh, so, so my church is, was not going to be growing. They're going to be growing because everybody would like to see that security. The American culture like to see that security. But uh, the Hispanic culture is saying, boy, you know, uh, that, that's, that threatens my life. Um, so, and, and we could talk a little bit about that, but um, that's, you know, we, I think our, our purpose here is to, how to reach them, not how to fix the immigration thing. So, so I, I, believe, I believe in the, as a, as a PCA, I believe in the spirituality of the church. So, you know, the church and the state are different. And, uh, you, know, how, you know, president, and all, we, we could speak to it, but they have to decide what they're going to do. But we... We have a, a moral and a, and a, and a spiritual uh, commission to reach to every people group. So, uh, so see, these are some of the Latino issues that, that um, come to our mind as we think, you know, reaching these people who are very scared and just like anybody, you know, but they, they document how, how, to, how to be working here, um, the issues with law enforcement, education, you know, if they go into college, and then can they make it? Would they have the, uh, not only the money, but would they let them in? Um, so, so these are some of, of the issues that they have. And so in the light of that, this is the challenge that I want to give to you. Um, and this is basically our, our talk then. Uh, someone wrote a book in 1960, actually not someone, but Barna. You know that guy Barna that does all these, uh, George Barna. And his book was... Um, uh, the the uh, frog and the and the cattle. I don't know if you ever read. It. It's it's very outdated and uh, ni you know 1980 or something he wrote it. And, but he said that it, 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 talking about the 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 years of the 2000 years, he sa he said that the health of the American church will depend upon its ability to attract minorities to Jesus Christ, to equip and activate them for ministry. The health 
the hell. Um, not if you have a big church, because you know some people like to go and hear a great preacher or, or a, a specific ministry, or, or or we're faithfully following God's God's truth, uh, reform doctrine, and we come together and we bring to we bring together people that worship God. But the health of the American church in America, because of the demographic demographical changes that are occurring will depend upon our ability to, uh, to reach what we may perceive as people from other cultures and minorities. Um, and if we could attract them to Christ, that's what God has called us to do, uh, because um, that is the Great Commission. And if we could equip those people, and they then could be activated to form what they need to form and get, get their ministry going and, and, and set them out, set, let them out, free them for ministry. That's, that's kind of the challenge uh, when we come to this um, seminar. The three keys is basically attract, equip, and activate. That's what we want to do in our ministries. And how are we going to do that? I, 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 my thinking is that we need to pave the way, the way uh, for successful minority ministry. So we in the English church, we already have successful ministries, or we've been doing ministry for a long time, and we're reaching people that we're now, like myself, uh, that we don't have the history of, uh, of my, my father being a pastor, my grandfather... No, we did not go to seminary. We did not know about Covenant Theological Seminary or RTS, all the things that are there. We have no idea of that. And, and we are reaching those people that have no idea of those things. And how do, we, how do we connect them to these institutions that are so dear for us? And how can we first reach them for Christ, connect them to a Covenant, connect them to RTS, and activate them for ministry? We, we in the... English world and the American church needs to then pave the way to do, to do this health, um, to have the ability to reach, uh, uh, attract, equip, and activate. You see where I'm coming? Um, so, so one of the things that we, we want to do, we, if we want to assume the challenge that, that we want to reach Hispanics for ministry, then we want to start thinking about structuring uh, our, our ministries um, and, and how, what, what do we do to structure um, our churches, ourselves, to reach Hispanics. Uh, prior, just before we do that, we, as we think about, about the Hispanics um, in, in our surrounding, we, we need to speak to ourselves among our session, among our elders, and if you're, if you're one of the elders, a TE or a ruling elder, you want to ask your, you, you want to know that there are uh, four keys to the Hispanic heart. This, this, if you want to reach Hispanics, this, this, this is four keys for you um, uh, to know. They, they, it's, it's not on this one, it's up, up front a little more, but so it's so many things there that I don't want to show you. I'll just read them to you. Uh, uh, one of them is that Hispanics have a high view of the Bible. Ha high view of the Bible. Uh, so, so when when you're gonna reach Hispanics, you're doing something that um, 
flows in the, their culture. They, they revere the Bible. So, so ministering a, a Bible lesson, Bible uh, uh, teaching, uh, it's, it's something that, that you're going to bring Hispanics in. God, God is going to bless His Word. Uh, secondly, you need to know that, that Hispanics are, are not only people that love the Bible, but Hispanics are, are folks that have a high view of the family. They're very family-oriented. You might not see that, and, and uh, you know, I kind of apologize to you, for, because what we see sometimes reflected in the United States is Hispanic families who are lost in maintaining their identity. Um, because mom and dad have to work, and that destroys their concept of how to handle life. Um, uh, so, so if you, if, but, if, but if you go to, to our countries, you will see the father going to work and the mother is home all the time, raising the children. And we try to do that here, of course, but sometimes it's impossible to do that. But, but just, just that, that mother outside of home just, just messes the whole thing. Uh, for people, but they are very family oriented. They are conservative in values, you know. And talking about a little bit here politics, if you will, um, you know, some politicians would say, "Well, you know, if we bring all those Hispanics, they, they could vote the other side." But Hispanics are their heart is is conservative. They're they're just like like they're like Christians before, but not not really saved, you know. <laughs> so, um, so you, need, you just need to know that that it will work for a conservative movement if we bring Hispanics in. They're into family, they're into homes, they're into, um, uh, they, they, they they value these things. So, so they they value they value the family. So if you want to reach Hispanics, if you do anything for the family, if you do things for for marriages, if you do things for kids and youth, you're so these are the ideas of how, I'm not going to tell you what to do, I'm just going to give you uh, kind of how do you get to them so you do anything that will bring the family together and will strengthen their families just like we do with the English side, we can do that with the Hispanic side as well. Uh, thirdly, Hispanics are very, very, they're celebrating, celebrating culture, they celebrate. So they have Cinco de Mayo, and Cinco de Mayo is a day when Mexico lost. They, it was just a battle. And they, they, and they lost that battle. They still, they still kind of celebrate it. <laughs> so it's not, it's not their July 4th. It's, it's another day. But um, you celebrate anything over there. I don't know how the soccer game is going in Brazil and Mexico, but we, we celebrate every goal. Zero, zero, and Oh, man. That's, oh, that's good for... Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. I ha I have some, you know, I'm from the Presbyterian in Chicago, so I meet I meet some of my guys who are American, and they say, "Hey, Al, you're here. Can you think of who come to the?" They say, "Yeah, I'm doing a, a seminar." I said, and and they say, "Well, oh, we'd love to go and see you and and and, and be with you, thinking that maybe nobody shows up, of course, and, and you know we'll we'll support you." But then they tell me, "But we're going to the this bar, <laughs> the PCA guys." He says, this bar that they give you a shot of, of tequila every time Mexico makes, makes a goal. <laughs> I said, man, when, they, when I first came in contact with the PCA, I said, what's the PCA? What does that mean? They told me, uh, pipe, cigars, and, and alcohol. <laughs> I said, I want to be in that denomination. 
Oh, somebody was just kidding. But well, we celebrate everything. We, we celebrate. So that, that's attractive to us at PCA, Logan. You know? um, no, it, it's, we celebrate Mother's Day. Any, every celebration is important. So if you're going you're gonna to reach Hispanics, you're going to have food, you're going to have celebration, you're going to invite your friends. It's, it's like throwing parties all the time. You throw a party all the time. Sunday, let's throw a party. And, and that's how you start a ministry in a Hispanic world. And then the, the, the fourth is that they are very passionate. It's a, it's a, it's a culture of, pa- of passion, like, you know, just about every other culture. And, um, we, we, we're all passionate, and Hispanics are passionate for soccer. They're passionate for music. They're passionate for romance. They're pa- you know, they have all these passion things. They're passionate when they talk. They move their hands all the time. My mom and my dad are talking to each other and they're like yelling, you know, it's like you, you would think that they're angry and they're not. That's just how it is. Uh, we Cubans would tend to be that, that way. Uh, but anyway, so, so, you, so you're thinking if you're going to reach Hispanics, then your, your ministry has to have force, has to have a, a leader, a pastor who has passion. If you, sometimes I have a, a, an Anglo church ask me, you know, what's going on with their ministry is not growing. And sometimes you just have a, a Hispanic man who's leading the, the Sunday school, and he gets really well along with the American, but in the, in the culture, he, he doesn't, doesn't project that passion. And you have to be, in order to be a leader in Hispanic, it doesn't mean that you have to yell, but it means that you have to have that force. Of, that's true any, anywhere. You, you have to have that passion. So, so those are four, four things that will help you uh, get to the Hispanic uh, heart. If you know the Bible is important, then, then you want to have the. That's exactly what we hear. You want to know that they are they're family oriented. You're going to teach the Bible in, in family uh, family uh, settings, and and you want you want to be you want to celebrate. You want to celebrate, and you want to you want to do it with force. You want to do it. Your music has to be a little louder than than if you have another music. If you come from more of traditional, liturgical um, uh, tradition, and you want to reach Hispanics, you, you could do that. Just do, do your tradition with, with passion and, and, and give meaning to it. Um, uh, and passion doesn't mean that it has to be vocal, but, but it's me- meaningful. Um, but you need to know that if you're reaching Hispanics and, you, and we're bringing a traditional model it, sometimes it, it will be it will take a longer time for growth because Hispanics need to kind of decipher whether this is a, a Catholic church or, or or what is it. So we need we need to teach them more where our our our, our reform um, roots are. Okay, so so uh, having said that, then we this uh, this is how we want we want to proceed uh, in in uh, the structuring of a Hispanic church. You want to. I went back. You you want to know the, your demographics. You, you want to know who the people are around you. What type of Hispanics you have? Um, you know, Mexican Hispanics, Puerto Rican Hispanics, uh, all the t- type of Hispanics. If you're in the east side of of the of uh, the United States, whole east side. Uh, you will have more Puerto Ricans, Colombians, uh, Cubans, Dominicans. 
if you are like from kind of from the Mississippi West, you have a lot of Mexican people. There's more Mexican. Uh, and that that it, it says a lot, and I don't have everything to uh, you know all the time to tell you, but it, it's important to know. You need to know that you need to lead by sound theology, and I'll, I'll share a little bit of that. So lead by theology, um, assess your elder's heart, choose a fitting model. We'll talk about those, and follow a strategic process. Secure bicultural leader. You implement an agreed plan. You encourage the leader's heart. Encourage the the, the pastor, the Hispanic pastor, and evaluate and adjust and celebrate. So the, these are the steps of um, of structuring. You know, when, when we ask the question, how do we attract, equip, and activate it, it, uh, from the English an English uh, perspective, a church? Uh, American church. You wanna you wanna know who are who are the people around you. You don't want to reach Hispanics who are who are not there. You know, so if there's no Hispanics around you, then you don't have to worry about it. And uh, but you could apply this also if they're you know they're from Poland or they're somewhere. You got to know who your demographics are, uh, of course. And here are some some ideas uh, for you. And this sound theology. Um, I'm Presbyterian by choice, not, not by birth, so reform is really important for me, uh, as it is for you. But uh, reform theology drives me and it makes me, makes me passionate. Uh, you, you, you need to, when, when you're going to think about reaching Hispanics and you come from a reform uh, model and faith, um, sometimes, and please don't be offended, sometimes we confuse Reformed theology, maybe with a conservative Republican perspective about ministry. And I want to say those things are two, two poles apart. Um, it, it, it might bring you closer, but, but if, you, if, you're gonna, if, you try, if you're trying to reach Hispanics or any other culture, minorities, African Americans, and, and we, we're, we have a mindset, of, a conservative mindset, that's great, but, but that conservative mindset needs to be challenged always, needs to be challenged with the gospel. So, so how, how do you construct a quick theology, or at least from my perspective, that would help you be true to your conservatism, if you will, and, and to true to what the Christ and the Lord, who He is and what the Bible says? So I, one of the things is you need to ask who's in, who's in charge, who's, who's, by whose authority are you doing this? Uh, we, the authority that we have, I believe, is from, from the gospel and Christ, the Great Commission, make disciples of all people groups. It don't matter what happens with the immigration. You know, if we say, oh, look, immigrants, uh, look at this, you know, and we, should we minister to them? And, so, and you have people in your church who say, no, because they're undocumented. Well, that's true over there. And, and you need to know that Christ has said we need to reach all people groups. I mean, we go to, to all the countries to reach those, those people groups. Um, but but it, the authority in, in ministry, especially to, to, min, to Hispanics, it's true to everybody, comes, comes from Christ. It, the model that we follow when we're thinking, okay, what, what's the model I'm going to have in mind in order when I bring those people in? Why am I going to bring them in? I'm going to bring them in because God, the Trinity, is bringing them in. 
uh, and John 17, you know, you know the prayer. Um, uh, you know, that they be one like we are. The Father and I are one. Uh, that's very theological and heavy, and I'll let you do the homework on that. But, um, but the pattern of the church, or the church, the church reaches out because God loves people that I might not love, but it's the love that He has for them is the love that He has for His own Son, Christ. We love Christ. Christ loves us, but that same love is it's there too to people that maybe we don't like. So just remember that model. No matter how your theology comes out, it has to have that or else you have taken out John 17. Um, so so the, uh, thirdly, by, by what power? What's the power that's going to bring these people in? By the power of the cross, the gospel, Ephesians 2. The Lord has destroyed the, uh, that wall. Of course, talking about Jews and Gentiles. But Gentiles means everybody. It doesn't mean... It, it doesn't, it, it, I'm, not, I'm not equating that we are Jews the Anglos and the Hispanics are the Gentiles. No, let me, let me tell you how it is. The Jews are Jews and all of us are Gentiles. The Anglos, we're all Gentiles. If we got in and somebody ministered to me somehow, then we need to minister to each other. We're Gentiles. We're not Americans. We're all Gentiles. When we're reaching Hispanics, you're reaching Gentiles. Just like so, you are a Gentile. And that's the power of the gospel. And so in turn, and finally, what's the vision? Well, you know, when I close my eyes, well, what's this place going to look like? This place should look like heaven. And heaven in Revelation 7, 9, it says from every tribe and every tongue, they were praising Lord, the Lord. How many of you went for Miami and how many of you went for San Antonio? Um, but <laughs> San Antonio? No, man. <laughs> Okay, anyway, I, in the New York Times, I love the New York Times, not because I'm not, I'm not Democrat, I'm not, I just like how they write, I like, I like, and I, I, it challenges me to keep the, the Bible uh, on my mind. Um, but, uh, but one of the things that they brought out, I read in the New York Times, is that the, the, the San Antonio has eight players, the, the people who won the, 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 what is it, the basketball champ, NBA, um, they have eight players in their present roster who are foreign-born. They were not born in the United States. Eight players, and the, and the people that, and of course you, we know we know the guy from Argentina was his name. And then and then they they speak among themselves. They speak in four different languages: English, Spanish, French, and Italian. And I, I tweeted that, and I and I put just like Acts 13:1. <laughs> just, like, just like Acts 13.1. You know, people from every different place. Okay, do, do so you that's... Know, do you know those statistics for the Miami Heat by any chance? Uh, they, I'm sure, no. Do they have any, any multicultural? <laughs> they probably do. <laughs> you would think that they do. You know, you would think that they, they probably had to do that. Um, but okay, uh, those are some th- other things that are... So, so, so we okay. So we have established, we have established the, um, you know, it's this demographics. There's, there's a need out there. I'm assuming there's a need uh, around you. That's why you're here. And then, okay, how are we going to reach them? We're gonna, we're, let's not throw the Bible out. Let's, let's be theological about this. And if you want to really be theological, let's be, you know, ecclesiological about this. Where, where ecclesiology, you know, part of being reformed is you've got to have the right ecclesiology. 
and, or else you're not reformed, even if you have the five, the five, uh, you know, five points, or five solas, uh, that doesn't make you reformed. You've got to be, ecclesiology is important too, uh, Lord's Supper and baptism. And, but, uh, so sound theology is to bring the theology in and, and bring those, those thoughts at Christ, the, the spirituality of the church. And we're reading about the Southern Presbyterians and, and the theology, sound theology. Um, uh, and, and one of the things why they, you know, one of the issues with the Southern Presbyterians many years ago, as you know, you know better, better than me. But since I was ordained, I had to read all that stuff. And it was, it was great reading. I loved it. I, um, nobody asked me questions about all the, all the history. They, they were gentle on me. I guess they, they wanted me to be on board. So, um, but but one of the things is that kind of the, the bad thing is that we we did not we one issue is the slavery issue. But but reading on that, I found out that the reason why they had this issue with slavery not only there's financial and things involved, but it's because they believe in the spirituality of the church. And the spirituality of the church taught the Southern Presbyterians, the one, you know, the real theological good ones, uh, that the church doesn't mess around with, with what, what the nation is talking about, slavery or not. They needed to follow, you know, they 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 they, they just kept with God's word, and they, they didn't want to, you know, decide on on things of of Northern or the South, or Southern, and they would follow their state and. Um, so I'm, I'm saying, okay, let's not decide. Let's follow the Southern, ba- the Southern Baptists, the Southern Presbyterians, and let's say, let's not worry about whether Obama, Republicans, how is this going to pan out. Let's remember that, um, that the spirituality of the church is to be in the business of Christ, to go out and reach people for Christ. Um, every, every people group. So that's where, where, where this comes, comes from. Uh, but when we're going to do that, then, then you're going to find that the, el- the elders were the key. The session is important. We've got to lead. And, and you, we have to assess our own hearts. Well, how do we think? So uh, I've, I've designed this little four questions that you could talk among yourselves. Uh, the first, and it comes from Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24. And, of course, you know that passage. Search me, O God, and know my heart. And try me and know my anxious thought and see if there be any hurtful way in me and lead me. Uh, so it, from, from each of those, the heart, the thoughts, the anxious thoughts, how the NASB uh, translates it, the hurtful way in me and the, and the lead me, uh, the, the part of the lead me, um, I think that speak, it, it gives us a, uh, a biblical uh, a foothold to guide us in things of where there are decisions that we need to make. So the first question that we need to ask is, what does my heart say? What does my heart say? And my heart is going to speak. And you, when you talk about it, your heart sometimes is going to come out like, maybe we shouldn't be doing that. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Just let, you need to let the heart speak. As, as, as you probably have heard in many messages, not only does the heart has to speak, but you have to speak back to it. Okay, so, but, but let your heart speak. What happens when I was in this big church where I was in, and we were doing this model of reaching out Hispanics together, that sometimes people say, oh, oh you know, they said things, but what they were saying is they, they were afraid to speak what they really felt and, or what they really thought. And they were just kind of smoke screen out here. Uh, 
so, so talk about what does your heart say, and then, and then you speak back to your heart. Is that a correct? Is that, is that a reflection of how Christ thinks, or is that just how I feel, you know, in my life, from my theological perspective? And you have to speak back to it. Is that theological perspective heart? Is that theolo- heart? Is that theological perspective Jesus' heart? So uh, all the time we're challenged to be like Christ. Secondly, is w- w- what am I afraid of? So when he says, what are my anxious thoughts? Is it, what are my fears? What are my fears? Uh, I remember when I did church planting in Houston, as I saw the Baptist, I started t- telling you that, that um, in, this, in this area, the, the, community, the community became very Hispanic and very African, African-American. And there are big churches around that, that the, there was only a few uh, Anglos in the church. So, you know, I was planting churches and, and finding places for groups of people to meet. I would match them. Um, and, uh, and one of the things, in talking to the deacons, Southern Baptist churches are led by deacons, so talking to the deacons, they would say to me, uh, you know, I'm afraid uh, that we're going to lose the church. And, you know, there was a time when that, that piece of property was bought by, by people who are, you know, American, they, they, did work, they did their work, but now the community left, the church is dying, and, you know, and the only way to keep it afloat was to bring all the churches in. But eventually those churches could take over, at least from their perspective. So, so you need to say, what am I afraid of? And you need, you, need, you need then to answer your fears, just like any other decision where you have fears. That what, if, what if I get married and it doesn't work out? All those are always fears, and you, you could answer their fears. And then thirdly, what do I need to change inside my heart? What are the things I need to change? So the heart speaks, the fears come up, but then I need to change. I need to trust the Lord. I need to uh, you know, speak back to it. Uh, and maybe there are things that I need to change. And then finally, can I trust Him? Can I trust the Lord to reach Hispanics? And can I trust Him? How this going to uh, pan out at the, at the end? The... the, the uh, uh, the immigration situation, that's, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to trust him. So these are four questions. I use these four questions in decision-making with people. It's not just for this, but when people say, Pastor, I don't know what to do. Well, of course, you go to the Word. And, but, um, but if it's kind of open in the air, you know, what does my heart say? Uh, you know, what are you afraid? What do you need to change? And um, can you trust the Lord? Can you uh, take his hand? Uh, in your faith and, and, and in the gospel, um, make decisions in your life that He has the best intention for you. You can hear more talks like this by subscribing to the Gifts and Graces podcast. You can also hear more content like this by attending a seminar at General Assembly. They are free and open to the public. Find out times and locations by visiting pcaga.org. Thanks for listening to Gifts and Graces.